Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Chance does it. He's out. Oh, please. What a catch. That's insane. Oh, my. That may be one of the great throws ever made. Moving to his left. Can the receivers get part of downfield? Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. My mission statement is to bring you weekly bowl predictions for the Packers, NFL, and maybe a little college football. I am your host, Nathan Spooner, and I would like you to consider this thought. Bowl predictions? Uh, They're like Hail Marys. Sometimes you just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. The only difference is Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are a little more accurate than my predictions. Well, we are now done with week three, looking on to week four, and this is episode four of the Rogers Hail Mary podcast, and we're excited to have you here with us today. I would like to apologize. I wanted to get this episode out a little sooner, but you know, life happens and things get in the way, but that's okay. We're going to get this out before week four kicks off tonight against the Vikings and Rams. Uh, So, Let's quickly move into recapping real quick last week, week three with the Packers and some other things there. Looking at our bold predictions that we had here for the Packers and Redskins as we traveled to Washington, D.C., we lost the game. It was an unexpected loss. Many folks had the Packers winning this game pretty handily, myself included, Uh we had the Packers winning 38-17, to and that did not quite go that way. We also had, again, another Clay Matthews penalty, and we're not going to get into that. It's frustrating, it's infuriating, but we're not going to get into it today. We're going to move on. Again, you've probably already by this time heard lots of takes on that, and week four is basically starting tonight. So let's just move on from controversies. All right, so last week we said that Aaron Rodgers would have 300 yards passing. And he didn't quite get there. He had 265 yards passing, so came up short there. We got that one wrong. Uh, We had Rodgers throwing four touchdowns. Got that one wrong. He only threw four two touchdowns. Then we went on to the going on to the running game. We had the entire running game combining for 100 yards, and they hit that on the spot. They had, as a team, 17 carries for 100 yards. In fact, if you ask me, I thought the running game actually looked pretty good. The, the sad part is we were coming playing from behind a lot. If you want, didn't see the box score, the, the main runners were Aaron Jones for six carries, 42 yards, and Jamal Williams 
for five carries, 29 yards. And Ty Montgomery, four carries for 16 yards. Aaron Rodgers also had 13 yards rushing. So we got that one right. Hey, got something right. But I also had that the running game would put together a rushing touchdown, and they did not do that. Uh, so then moving on to the receiving game. Devontae Adams, we had him going for 100 yards receiving. No Packer had 100 yards in this game receiving. And we had him scoring one touchdown. We got that one right. So he had a, a touchdown. And uh, we had Geronimo Allison also scoring a touchdown, which he did. Again, guys, don't don't be sleeping on Geronimo Allison. I think as the season goes on, not only Packer fans, but the national media will start to realize how good this Packers receiving group is. When you count in Geronimo Allison, Devontae Adams, uh, Jimmy Graham, and Rond- Randall Cobb, and then even throw in Ty Montgomery out of the backfield. He had a good game receiving-wise, actually, in this one. And uh, this, this, this week of drops and and mental errors by the receiving group, we're going to be able to put these far behind us in just the coming weeks. I guarantee you that. This is going to be a stellar group by the end of the year. Then I also had Jimmy Graham going 100 yards and two touchdowns. He had 45 yards and no touchdowns. So he's going to get that one eventually. We're going to look and see if we can, he can do that this week. But still no official touchdown with Aaron Rodgers this year for Jimmy Graham. Then we had the defense picking up two interceptions and one forced fumble. Um, they did get one interception. That was HaHa Clinton Dix. And really, if you ask me, some people have said it was an easy pick. Yeah, it was an easy pick, but he's the one that also set up that play that forced Jordan Reed to stop on the route. He did something at least. He forced Jordan Reed to stop his route and then went and made a play on the ball. If you just watched it, watch it, it looks simple, but at the same time, he did his job. And I guess maybe that's what everybody's complaining about too. Who knows? Um, Packer fans, we are a negative, we're picky, and we are a very critical group. But we love each other, right? And we love our Packers. So maybe that's why we are the way we are. All right. Now, we also said that the defense would force a fumble and fumble recovery, and we did not get one of those. The Alex Smith interception was the only turnover forced by the Packers in week three. Then we also said that there would be three sacks. We actually did not sack Alex Smith one time. Not once. Now, I will say that we should have had Clay Matthews one sack at least. We should have had Clay Matthews sack. That should have been a sack, but we didn't get it. So officially on the stat sheet, we have zero sacks from week three by our defense. So we need to get more pressure. We need it. We just need more pressure. And if you look at what the Bills did to the Vikings last week and just their pass rush, rush their pass rush and their, their covering ability downfield is what caused the Bills to get such good field position and have such great opportunities with those turnovers having short field for Josh Allen to be able to go in and score. We're going to look more at that later. But what they did to Kirk Cousins and to that offensive line is exactly what the Packers' defense should have done against the Vikings and did not do. They should have dominated that offensive line, but they did not. Then we had the final score, Packers 38, Redskins 17. It was basically the complete opposite. 31-17, to the Redskins won. So, not good. I will say in just one other recap of, of this game is that if you look at it, the Packers actually, the defense actually did a pretty decent job in the second half. 
only allowing three points in the second half. So in the second half, Mike Patton's defense has been spectacular. It's the first half that's killing us. Okay, I should take that back. Because in the Vikings game, it was the opposite. In the fourth quarter, we struggled. But if you think about it, if that in the Vikings game, if the Clay Matthews penalty isn't called, then you would say that our defense did a great job all game long for the most part. And that Cousins stuff in that fourth quarter were mostly garbage time is what they would have ended up being labeled. But instead, we're not talking about that. But against the Redskins and against the Bears, the second half defense has been good. So we got to work on that first half defense, not allowing these teams to get out to fast starts against us so that we can have the balance in the offense that we need to be successful. And if we now look at some of your guys' predictions that you submitted for last week, nobody's were really close to resembling anything too accurate. So we won't even really mention those here at this time. All right, so let's move on to week four. Packers have the Bills coming into town. Let's cover some bold predictions for the Packers and Bills. I have Aaron Rodgers going over 300 yards in this game. He's gone over 300 yards just once this year, and that was week two. So I think he can do it against this Bills defense. I think the Packers are the Bills defense. What they did against the Vikings was great, yes. But I just think that this this time, this week, will be a little different story. That they'll be able to do things differently than Kirk Cousins. After all, it's Kirk Cousins. He really actually hasn't looked that great the last two weeks against the Bills or the Packers, and he just had some calls go his way against the Packers. So um, I think Aaron Rodgers will make good work of the Bills defense. I watched the Bills games, the first or the two most recent games. I didn't watch the first game really because Josh Allen didn't really even play in the first game. So I only watched the Chargers game and the Vikings game. And against the Chargers, Philip Rivers carved up that Bills defense. And I think Aaron Rodgers will be able to do a similar similar job. I also have Rodgers going for two touchdowns in this one. Just two touchdowns. Pretty Pretty standard number there. So we'll see how he does there. Aaron Jones, I actually, for this game, went specific. I went specific on the running game, not just lumping them all as a group. And I have Aaron Jones getting at least 75 yards rushing this game. I don't think he's going to break that century mark just yet. I think that the coaching staff, again, is going to limit his numbers. They're going to work with this committee idea. And so it's going to hurt his touching touches ability and his numbers of racking up those stats. I think Aaron Jones has the ability to be a 100-yard rusher almost every single game, but I don't think we have the coaching staff that's going to allow him to do that, at least not this year. And then I have Aaron Jones getting his first rushing touchdown of the season. For the receiving game, I don't have any bold predictions for Devontae Adams, except this might be a hot take. I think Don Devontae Adams might get shut out in this game. Or shut down for the most part. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. Actually, if you really look at it against the Redskins. Uh, let me get back to the box score on that. He uh, only had 52 receiving yards for on seven receptions. So most of his stuff was, was pretty short. So I think he does get uh, shut down again. I think he'll have a similar stat line. Perhaps perhaps he'll get in one one TD. But that's I, Aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns. I don't have either one of those going to Devontae. But I have Geronimo Allison is going to have his 
if he hasn't been considered that already, he's going to have his breakout game in yardage-wise at least. I have him going over 100 yards in this game for sure and one touchdown. And then I have Jimmy Graham getting his uh, the second touchdown for Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be the game. I think if he doesn't get it this game, every game I'm going to say he's going to get it until I'm right. But Jimmy Graham is going to get his first touchdown this week. Part of it, I think, if you look at it, is where was the most success that Cousins did have? Because they were locking down hard on Stephon Diggs last week, and they locked down pretty good on Keenan Allen, actually, if you look at it in uh, in week two against the Chargers. So they locked down hard on the number one receiver, which is Devontae Adams for us. So they're going to lock him down hard. But they had success going to Kyle Rudolph, the Vikings did. And uh, they had success going to Melvin Gordon, the Chargers did. So I think that uh, Jimmy Graham is going to have a pretty decent game here. And I think that Ty Montgomery is actually going to have a pretty decent game. I actually strongly considered giving a receiving touchdown to Ty Montgomery this week as well, giving Aaron Rodgers three touchdowns. But that wouldn't work out with my final score prediction So and giving Aaron Jones a rushing touchdown. So I went... I went with just two touchdowns and didn't give one extra receiving touchdown to Ty. But I think he's still going to have a great game. He had 49 receiving yards last week, and I think he's going to have another good receiving production this week. Then moving over to the defense, I have Jair Alexander getting his first interception. This is the week. Josh Allen's a young quarterback. He makes mistakes. And if anybody's going to make it, it's going to be Jair Alexander forcing that mistake this week. I actually think that... uh, with Devon House now out of the lineup, Bashard Breland, which by the way, welcome to the team. I haven't even didn't even mention that. That's news, but I'm sure you guys have heard of it by now. We've signed uh, Bashard Breland, and uh, I'm just glad I'm actually saying his name right because I keep wanting to mix up that R in there. But uh, anyway, so Jai Alexander will have more opportunity on the field. I think he'll get the first pick. I think he'll get it before Josh Jackson. And then I also have HaHa get another interception off of the young rookie. I have Reggie Gilbert recording a sack. I think Nick Perry um, is going to be limited this week if he plays at all. So I think he's going to get a little more playing time. He's going to get in there and get a sack. And then I'm doing something new. I might do this just all season long for the heck of it. Will Clay Matthews get a roughing the passer penalty? And I say the answer is no this week. And I actually think Clay is going to get himself a legitimate sack with no flag this week and I think we could get to the quarterback more than twice I think we could see Mike Daniels get in there and get a sack or or Kenny Clark get in there for a sack but all in all I think the way we're going to be able to handle this Bills team is if you look at how the Bills success and I know a lot of people have been a little worried about the Bills now that since they had such a great game against the Vikings but I want to remind you and this is before we get to look at the final score prediction and some of our predictions from last week for other games why did the bills have such good success offensively why were they able to score so many points and pretty much all of it was scored in the first half it was because their defense got to kirk cousins and forced two fumbles in their own territory so they didn't have very far to go almost the entire game i think it took until the third quarter before the vikings even crossed the 50 yard line So the whole time, the Bills had favorable field advantage, favorable short yardage situations to be able to score. And they protected Josh Allen. They gave him short throws and easy throws. 
he didn't do anything really spectacular. I think he is really good on his feet. And I think that uh, the Packers might want to spy him out. But then again, maybe they'll just say, hey, run it all you want. We'll rally to the the tackle and uh, try to limit you that way. But we're not going to let you beat, beat us with your arm. Uh, LaShawn McCoy says he's going to play, but he's going to be limited if you ask me. So I think we'll be able to handle the running game this week as well. So all that to say, I'm not all that concerned about the Bills. They looked amazing, but... I think it's partly because the Vikings' offense was actually just atrocious. Their offensive line put Cousins in those bad spots, and that's what made them look so good. I think their defense is actually pretty good, but I think part of it has to do with the fact that they were able to force those turnovers and get themselves short yardage, short short field situations. All right, now let's go and let's look at our pick Six segment. Second and ten Detroit. Football at the 38-yard line of the Lions. Out of the shotgun snap to Hill again. He throws the left side and a diving interception. Charles Woodson. He gets up to 48 to the 45-40. Right sideline with blocking. 15, 10, 5, diving. End of touchdown. Charles Woodson. All right. Now, last week, we picked some games. Leading up before the start of week three, we were... 5-0-1 in our record in pick six. And we started off week three good again. We started off week three picking the Browns to get their first win in what seemed like an eternity. And Baker Mayfield came in to save the day, and he led the Browns to a 21-17 victory, bringing our record to 6-0-1. Then let's uh, review the NFC North real quick. We, we picked the Vikings to win. Got that one wrong. Uh, so we're down to 6-1-1. Then we picked the Packers to win, and they did not, so we're down to 6-2-1. and one. We had the Lions losing to the Patriots. We got that one wrong. The Lions won. It was pretty amazing. Maybe this is the end of the Patriots. Maybe this is the downfall of Tom Brady. So now with the Lions winning, we said they would lose. We're down to 6-3-1. and one. But I did pick the Bears to win over the Cardinals. Got that one right. So we move up to 7-3-1. and one. And then our... First round pick watch, I picked the Falcons to beat the Saints, and it didn't happen. The Saints, I thought I thought I had this one down. It looked like the Falcons were going to pull this out, but the Saints came back in overtime and won the game. So our record falls to 7-4-1. and one. Still winning record, but not as impressive looking as the 5-0-1 from before. So our 7-4-1. Well, now let's look ahead to week four and our bowl predictions. And I think, again, I'll save the Packers and Bills final score prediction for the last. So stay tuned for that. Don't turn me off just yet if, if you're still here. Hopefully you're still here. So tonight we have the Vikings taking on the Rams in Los Angeles on Thursday night football on Fox. To pick here, man, I think this is actually could be a good game. But I think the Vikings showed some vulnerabilities on tape that the Rams defense is going to be able to take advantage of. Now, minded, keep in mind that the Rams have suffered some injuries on defense, but I think their offense is also really good. And I think that Goff and company with Gurley and that wide receiving group, that is actually probably actually right now one of the best groups at least fantasy-wise. I don't know about anything else, but I know fantasy-wise. I got a couple interest stock in that. But 
I think the Rams win this game. I think they uh, improved to four and zero, bringing the Vikings down to one, two, and one. I think that they will be able to handle Kirk Cousins though, and I think they'll be able to get to him. Donaldson, watch out for him tonight. Oh, and the line is on that Rams Vikings game. The Rams are favored by seven. Then the Buccaneers travel to Chicago to play the Bears. Uh, it's a one o'clock Eastern game. Chicago is favored by three points. This is an interesting game, if you ask me, because the Buccaneers have looked pretty good. They looked good trying to come back last week uh, against the, oh, who did they play last week? They played the Steelers, of course, on Monday Night Football. And um, they looked pretty, they didn't look good at first, but they they made a, a valiant comeback effort. So I think you should still believe in Fitch's magic. I think the Buccaneers might actually win this game. Their defense has looked terrible. But I'm not sold on the Bears' offense just yet. I'm not, I'm not able to buy into Mitch Trubisky just yet. He really hasn't looked that good. The Bears haven't looked good. They didn't really look all that good against the Cardinals. They didn't look good against um, their Week 2 opponent, uh, the Seahawks. Uh, they, they just really seem like a mediocre offense. And so I think I'm talking about the Bears and Bucks too much already. But So let's just make our pick. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers come to Chicago. I think they win this game. Maybe if this game was later in December and it was colder outside, the Bears might have the advantage here with the Florida team coming up. But this one goes to the Bucks. All right, too much on that. Lions, Cowboys now. The Cowboys are at home. 1 o'clock Eastern game. Dallas is favored by three. And this is, again, another hard one to pick because the Lions have been bad and the Cowboys have been bad. But the Lions look good against the Patriots. So this is another tough one. But I think I want to take the Lions in this one. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Lions to beat the Cowboys. Maybe it's because I can't stand the Cowboys like most of my Packer brothers out there and sisters. Sorry, don't mean to include, disinclude you. So anyways, Lions take the win, improve the 2-2. Two and two. Then looking at our first round pick watch with the Saints. The Saints travel to New York to play the Giants. That's a 425 Eastern game, so Sunday afternoon, and it's in New York. The Saints are favored by three and a half, but the Giants' defense has actually been pretty good. The Saints' defense has not been good. I think this could be an opportunity for an Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley show. This is going to be a shootout, if you ask me. I think the Giants' defense, though, is going to be just good enough to stop Drew Brees. I think the Giants win this one. Maybe I need to stop going against the Saints still only because I want an easy or a really good first round pick, very high first round pick. But I think the Saints lose this one and go to two and two. All right, so that's four picks now. Let's uh, look at our game of interest then. And uh, this is where it's going to get bold. Yes, I have this game that I'm going to pick. It's a one o'clock Eastern game. And it is in Foxborough. The Dolphins at the Patriots. The Dolphins are 3-0. The Patriots are 1-2. The line has the Patriots at 6.5 point favorites. But I think the Dolphins, this is it. This is my bold prediction. The Dolphins win this game. The Dolphins beat the Patriots, causing the Patriots to fall to 1-3 and the Dolphins to 4-0, giving them a huge advantage Early on, anyways, in that division. 
think that's big. Because if they win this game, then the best the Patriots can do is split later on in the season. And they're going to have to do some mighty coming back in order to win that division. Now, granted, it's very possible that the Dolphins could fall flat on their face, even if they win this game, as they, they will fall flat on their face in the coming weeks. But I think if the Dolphins win, that'll be a huge storyline, and it's going to be big. So you heard it here first, at least outside of Dolphins country, that the Dolphins win this game. Now for the Bills at Packers. 1 o'clock Eastern time, Central to start, 12 o'clock Bills are 1-2, and two, Packers 1-1-1, one, one and one. Packers are 10-point favorites. So I could have gone with this one, but I didn't. With a 10-point spread, but I didn't. But my final score is Packers 24, Bills 17. The Packers win by 7. So that would be two touchdowns by Aaron Rodgers, a touchdown by Aaron Jones, and a field goal by Mason Crosby. And then our defense shuts down the Bills at 17 points. I really don't think, and I think that's going to be good enough. I really don't think that they're going to score any more than that for sure. It's not going to be a uh, what a headline catching defensive game, but that's fine. It doesn't have to be. It's okay. It can be 17 points, and as long as we are holding teams to 17 points, think about that, guys. That's only two touchdowns and a field goal. That's Maybe allowing a touchdown in the first half and another touchdown in the second half and a field goal somewhere mixed in there. That's pretty good, and we're going to take that because that's all we need. It's all Aaron Rodgers needs this defense to do it week in and week out. You guys, 88% picked the Packers. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it last week. Let's. I was going to say that's not right because the poll we did, everybody voted for the Packers. Uh, to win this game and it and I think I have the number actually right here in front of me to yes here it is the preseason polling on the record was 90% people said that we would beat the Bills then at that time so 10% of people that voted before the season began said that we would lose this game so just an interesting note there and that has been our pick six segment Cowboys without a huddle. Like a missed tackle. Slot right, single receiver to the left. Here's the snap to Kidnick. Quick throw, and it's intercepted. It's taken away in the backfield. Clay Matthews to the 30, to the 25, 20. He's going to the house. Clay Matthews, touchdown, 62 yards. All right, before we go, let's take a look at some of your guys' predictions for this upcoming week and how the Packers are going to do. The first prediction we got was that, uh, and this comes from Sam Neely at ST Neely1994 on Twitter. He says that Bashar Breland records his first pick as a Packer. I'm not even sure if he's going to play this week, but if he does, it's going to be limited. So that's definitely a very good bowl prediction. Alexander and Jackson both received their first NFL interceptions. So, you're look, we're looking at a three-interception game by this Packers defense. Hey, I think if we can get pressure on Josh Allen and also keep him from running, where we're forcing him to make bad throws, it's possible that we can get three interceptions out of this this game. So thanks, Sam, for that prediction. Then, 
the next one we got was from Justin de Blasio at Dib Justin. And he gave us two predictions here. He gave us uh, Aaron Jones going for 132 yards. Very specific. Very specific. I wonder if there's any specific reasoning behind that number or if he just was random. Anyways, 132 yards and two touchdowns. I think the Bills' defense is a little too good to, to allow that many yards. Two touchdowns is possible if we're in the red zone and on the goal line uh, a couple times, but I could see that's where maybe a touchdown could go to Jimmy Graham or Devontae. And I don't think that uh, the Packers' defense will allow, excuse me, the Packers' coaching will allow, McCarthy will allow Aaron Jones to get that many touches to get 132 yards. Then he has the Packers winning over the Bills 31-10. to so thanks, Justin, for that bull prediction. Then one more bull prediction. This one coming from Dylan at Pure Packers. He says it's going to be a close win and people will overreact as usual. Pack win 24-20. And then that the defense will force a fumble. So 24-20, very similar to mine. I have 24-17. So we'll see. I think people will overreact if it is a close win. And I don't think there's any reason to overreact, guys. I think that uh, if it is a, a lower-scoring game like that, the offense will struggle a little bit. But I think a lot of the offense struggles. They Maybe a lot of people don't want to admit it, but I think a lot of it has to do with Aaron Rodgers' injury, even the sacks that he's taken. If you look at some of those sacks and you watch the tape, on a good day, on a normal Aaron Rodgers, he escapes the pocket and he avoids one or two or half, half those sacks, at, uh, if not half, then just one or two of them. I think he's taken three or four sacks each game. So I think a healthy Aaron Rodgers escapes at least one of those sacks. All right. Uh, this has been the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at 12 Hail Mary. Also on Facebook, give us a like over there. We're trying to do stuff over there. Um, I find it kind of hard to be over there, though, because I personally don't use Facebook all that much. I use Twitter, and it's what I prefer. But we're trying to get get a, a following going over there so help us out if you can with that if you would please you can find the podcast on itunes stitcher soundcloud and google so please give us a subscription there give us a review give us some good reviews and then send me some messages tell me guys what you think tell me if you would like something a little different tell me if you want the polls back ahead of time and have that discussed on the podcast tell me if there's something you don't like, even if there's something you don't like, just tell me. I am open to criticism and I want this to be enjoyable for me and for you. Uh, so any way that I can improve, I'll take the suggestions. So once again, thank you for listening to episode four of the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. And until next week, go pack, go. He's